It's time to tailgate. No, we tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Unless you've been living with your head under a rock, you know that there are big changes to college football coming this season. Most notably, expanded conferences and a 12-team college football playoff. It was announced yesterday that they're getting close to finalizing a 5-plus-7 structure. Maybe it has been finalized, but... It was also said that in the college football playoff committee meetings, they are starting to discuss the idea of a 14 or 16 team college football playoff starting in the 2026 season stake. I said this years ago, once you go to 12, they're going to want to go to 16 then they want to go to 32. There may be no stop in this train. Well, once you see the numbers yeah. that they're going to put up that that first weekend was single elimination games played on home college campuses, so all the pageantry and all the gravitas of a home game that's a single elimination game, which has never happened. If you win, you advance. If you lose, you're done. Played on your home field. They're going to get numbers on that that first Saturday with three games. There'll be one game Friday, three on Saturday. They're going to be like, how do we do more of this? How do we do more of this? It seems like college football decision makers are just throwing stuff up against the wall, seeing, hey, what could happen? How can we make this better? But Nick Saban, who's no longer the head coach at Alabama, maybe he could be the person who could advocate to move college football towards a better future. I will be dedicated to college football and the future of college football and trying to make that sport, as well as other sports and collegiate athletics, I'm going to be an advocate for trying to make the game as good as it can be. From your mouth to God's ears, because he's the guy who could move the needle. He's the guy who probably has the playbook, has the gravitas yeah, that's fine. to make people make some decisions. Yeah, I mean, if you keep the portal open at this level, if you let multiple transfers happen, if you have no control over NIL money, over the collectives, then college coaches are going to keep heading to the NFL or somewhere else. Speaking of NIL money, Johnny Manziel making some headlines. He was on the Club Shay Shay podcast with Shannon Sharp. Club Shay Shay. He said that back in 2014, his dad had a sit-down, face-to-face, man-to-man meeting with head coach Kevin Sumlin and told Kevin Sumlin, you give my son $3 million, we'll stick around for the next two years. Yeah, sounds like... Uh- what Cam Newton's dad did as well. Let's not pretend. Let's just, this is what it's going to cost to keep him or get, have him come here. And that those conversations have been happening forever. Johnny Manziel just admitting it. Yeah, he's been admitting it for past couple of years now. His Netflix documentary, pretty fascinating. Also noted in that Netflix documentary was Johnny's love for partying and probably some substance abuse issues. He told Shannon Sharp he went from 210 pounds in Cleveland to 170 pounds just a few months later. How? I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later in that year. How you lose 40 pounds? You're on a strict diet of blow. (laughs) I don't don't think think Johnny Manziel is sober. He's Uh, not. He's drinking beer while he's in the Netflix documentary. Yeah, I know. Now, which is a slippery slope for someone who's a major addict. But again, listen, anybody who's ever been around a cocaine addict or a drug addict or understanding, I mean, he's just not, he's hes literally not eating. He is partying every single day, and he watched his future, you know, go up his nose, literally. Yeah. 
right? Crazy. So. First round draft pick as well. News out of Tuscaloosa. So much news out of Tuscaloosa these days. Eli Gold, legendary broadcaster, the voice of Alabama football, will not be back after 35 years of calling Crimson Tide games. Here what do you, is what it, do you think is his best call ever? What do you think it is? You know, fourth and 31 last year was impressive when uh-huh. Alabama beat. Yeah. You Auburn. know, there, there's so many great yeah. games. They've had you, so many national championship victories as well. But I, don't ask me. Ask Eli Gold. Here he is telling you what his favorite call of all time was. Now and then go for a first down on the next play. And I agreed. And then here came the snap. And bang. It's intercepted. Caught by the Bulldogs at the 20, up the near side, 25, to the 15, to the 40, down the near sideline, 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Georgia, on their second interception of the night. That was oh. Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo. His second interception so of the season. That's our favorite call. Eli Gold. Georgia Bulldogs, national champions. Bryce Young throwing that interception to Keeley. Keeley jaunts down the sideline. Dogs win. Sounding exactly like a visiting, not a visiting, but a, a, a homer should sound when you just blew a national title. Going down the sideline, their second interception. Touchdown, Georgia. Yeah. Hey, uh, when we come back, 10 o'clock, top of the hour, uh, we'll continue a little bit of this conversation on uh, how you got to get the quarterback position right. I also made a comment about Duke yesterday. And I like Duke basketball, and I have a lot of friends that went to Duke. But if they aren't the most arrogant group, J.J. Redick threw some stuff out there la- uh, this week. The guy that deserves the heat is last week. And I'm going to take him down once and for all. Uh-oh. Yeah. We'll play that when we come back. Top of the hour, 10 o'clock, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game.